Hello and welcome to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Come to you as always from deep within the Outer Rim, far beyond the watchful eyes of the Galactic Empire. My name is John Mark Tolley. Joining me as always is the one, the only Will, aka Darth Tuba. Hey, how are you today, good sir? Bright Suns, I am doing very well. And how, hello, Star Wars aficionados out in the world today. I hope you're all That's doing right. well today. That's right. Good, good. Uh, yeah, I'm doing pretty good over here. It's been uh, kind of a dreary last few days here. A lot of rain, a lot of just kind of wet weather. But things are getting green over here, so it's starting to warm up, and we're starting to get some a little bit of green. Good, good. Oh, I can hear myself. Oh. That was weird. <laughs> that was weird. Huh. <laughs> uh, wow, a little technical difficulty here. <laughs> you, as always, from deep within the outer rim. Yeah, Good. I hear my... <laughs> uh, wow, little... I think I know. No, I think that was on my end. Oh, uh, okay. I think that was on my end. I, I, uh, I was sharing the, uh, oh, the, the oh. Facebook feed, and then I accidentally undid the volume, or uh, did the volume, so it turned it on. My bad. Oh, that's okay. okay. Ah, that's fine. I was going to say, I heard John Mark again. Hello. Hello. I'm everywhere. Uh, it is, that is just that kind of a night. We are just all kinds of frazzled here, but we that are going to, we, we are going to move things on and talk about all things Star Wars, but specifically, what's our topic tonight, sir? Our topic, we're going to be discussing the Jedi Order, the Jedi Knights. All right. The Guardians of Peace. The first time we hear them mentioned by Obi-Wan. They are referred to as being guardians of peace for over a thousand generations. That's right. The uh, Jedi Knights were guardians of peace and justice in the old republic. republic. That's right. Before the dark times. All right. Before so. the empire. So, I mean, that was the first time we get any mention of the uh, the Jedi in in the in Star Wars is from Obi Wan, and right. he like he describes them as guardians, peacekeepers, keepers of the peace, not soldiers. Yeah, <laughs> yep. you know. But... Um, so yeah, but but there wasn't definitively. Uh, you know, they they are. Would you call them? It's funny, like Tarkin called it an ancient religion mm -hmm. so would you think of that as a religion do you think the jedi could be considered uh, you know and in, in by by the by the standards that we have i mean i guess it is right i mean i think so i mean if if you look at like you know the closest real world comparison would be like the different warrior monks or samurai yeah. maybe yeah the samurai i think more like the shaolin Okay. You know, a, a very cloister. You know, the 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 samurai were something completely different. Okay. Than you know, I consider them to be more of a, or even the Knights Templar. Um, okay. You know, something like that. More of a, you know, definitely a order, a religious but, order. Uh, but you know, the the reason I even asked that was because I I always wondered, you know, a kind of question. I mean, until Rogue One. I kind, or even maybe a little bit of Force Awakens, I kind of wondered about it because I felt as though um, they were not 
Well, if anything, they were not an ev- so much an evangelical kind of religion where they were trying to get as many members as they could no, and, and no. spread the word. They they didn't have Jedi Church that you would yeah. go to and worship. You know no, what I mean? There wasn't. De- they definitely they definitely have religious. I mean, I guess aspect. it's more. Yeah, they 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 you know, there's definitely religious aspects in terms of ceremony, in terms of you know, obviously the look of the Jedi robes. You know, similar mm-hmm. similar to that of of a monk's or. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely not. You know, a like you said, you know, to use the modern parlance, evangelical, where they're out proselytizing their their beliefs. You know, it's but very then- much. So then you think about the Guardians of the Wills. That's why I said when Rogue One came out, you know, it opened my my brain in a different way. Um, you know, I am one with the Force. The Force is with me, well, and they're not Jedi. They're simply they're, yeah. Well, one thing Ned, this just came to my mind is, you know, they're a a group of people that are special and set apart because of how they were born. You know, they have something special. And the first group that comes to my mind is uh, religion is Judaism. Okay. Where That's it's true. a group of people who, you know, who, who believe that because of you know, who they are in their, you know, eth- you know, if you want to say their ethnicity or that they are, you know, to use their term, the chosen people. Right, right. The chosen, yeah. So, well, yeah, that could, and that could very well kind of, you know, I yeah, think, it, I it, think it, it, you know, when you're talking about it from from a from a you know movie making perspective and a storytelling perspective, they're simply taking beats and you know tropes and you know ideas from lots of different religions, Eastern, oh, yeah. Western, a lot of Eastern, Earth based, based, yeah, a lot you know, of Eastern based, a lot of a lot of different things, and kind of just you know, yeah. checking it. Oh, then yeah. again, and and yeah, and yes, to samurai too because of the sword play and. And, and whatnot. Yeah. So I think that there's a lot that um, the force is very, very similar to the Eastern belief in chi and all that. You know how there's a life force going through 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 everyone. Yes. yes. Yeah. So and and um, okay. So what about the idea that was later introduced with the prequels about midi chlorians and with Jedi? Because a lot of people got very upset at that, and I don't understand why. Um, I, 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 think, I, I think I think the, the what they what and I can understand where they came from is they felt that take took away the mystery of the force, the mysticism of the force. But by, it's like by, by but, making it something that is like, oh, it's nothing mystery. It's just these little it's just these little little creatures. But isn't it true, though? Again, it, it doesn't that doesn't that kind of an attitude lack perspective because. Any, you know, you know, and maybe this feels more like Star Trek than Star Wars, but, yeah. you know, I mean, you know, you take any planet, any people from any planet, and they're somewhere along the evolutionary timeline. Well, somewhere along that timeline, what, what, what is, what we, what the per- people know to be science go back far enough mm-hmm. and they think it's magic and mysticism. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so it just depends on where it falls. And um, I feel as though, you know, to like Luke would would say in Last Jedi, you know, to say he might say something like, you know, this is this is something that's around everybody. It doesn't just belong to the Jedi, but it just is that the Jedi have some, you know, cosmic or or scientific thing that 
you know, attracts midichlorians to them in larger numbers than it does to non-force-using people. So I don't know. To me, I just always thought that it. Uh, I, I like the idea of science and and mysticism and religion all kind of mixing together. I always think that that's. I kind of find that fascinating myself. Yeah. So. Yeah. So as you know, we move on and. Obviously, the books and some of the comics kind of tell the the beginning, you know, history of the Jedi and how they got started. But for our purpose, when if you're going in chronological order, mm-hmm. when of when the movies take you know are supposed to have taken place with pre you know the prequels being Episode One, we kind of get the Jedi right after their peak and you're starting to see the decline you're starting to see they've reached their their pinnacle and now they're starting to head down and we i think we get the jedi in a very interesting place yes because i don't necessarily think we get the jedi at their best we get the jedi almost at their worst we're starting to see a lot of what happens with any not only you know, order, but society, you know, a lot of times when society reaches its peak, you know, things start to happen. People, you know, people start to get lax and lazy. And um, so, yeah, I think it's really interesting that that's where we kind of pick up the story of the Jedi. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, they're, they're more in episode two than one, but like the cloudiness of the of you know their 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 minds are clouded and they can't see the dark side and 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 that's a, a you know a um and but at the same time they seem to have uh hope yeah. in this little boy or at least Qui-Gon believes it as uh as as a as a chosen one so it's uh it you know and and I guess you know hope is always a very powerful thing and it can be something yeah. that they can use but it's interesting that that was something that Qui-Gon had hope but the, the but the Jedi Council seem to be kind of, you know, very no he no he won't be trained he's too old, yeah. and and they were like stuck in their hubris, and um and in their you know, up in their ivory tower if you will, um, but yeah. then they get caught up in this whole thing, in Episode Two, as you know because you said, guardians of peace and justice in the old Republic keepers of the peace, then they became generals. Which I think was a very, um, you know, not uh, not a very, uh, you know, that's something that they were used to doing. It wasn't like they were being generals yeah. before that, at least not for any reason, you know, nearby time. So, yeah. 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 I thought it was really interesting, you know, when you said about how their visions were clouded because of the dark side, but yet until it was almost too late, no one really seemed to be like, wait a minute hold on, what's going on here? Why can't we, you know, what's, there just seemed to be like, eh, oh well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the, yeah, the Sith have returned and, you yeah. know, just uh, an interesting bunch, you know, an interesting yeah. bunch. But yeah. so, so is that, we're going to, so moving on, so we kind of go into two and now, and now we have them all kind of, in, in addition to taking on, well, I always thought it was interesting. You didn't really see this much in the movies. You saw this more in the comics and the books that Jedi would often come in, be, be brought in almost like referees. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, if they were in a bar, they would settle a bar fight. They would, yeah. you know, they would they almost be like well, the judge and jury. You, you, know? you get kind of the idea of 
what Jedi were initially at the beginning of episode one. Yeah, they were negotiators. Yep. Yeah, they would come in and, you know, try and settle. And if they had to resort to violence, you know, they were more than capable of doing that. But that was always seemed to be the last result, last resort. And kind of, you know, yeah, they were mediators, they were negotiators, they were, you know, people like that. Right. And that, and, and, you know, and, and if I remember watching that thinking like, you know, these guys, like, I mean, they're sort of like police, but not really. It was, it was different. Mm -hmm. It was kind of like a police slash mediator, you know, it was, it was that kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if there's any real world analogy for what the Jedi were supposed to be. More of a combination, I think, more of a combination of almost different things. Um, and I, 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 I resist using the word special forces, but that's kind of what they were. They're almost like <laughs> a, almost like you know a re, new republic special forces, but very special. Like yeah, very, know, very, special. very, very special. And that right. also led to the idea of who who were the Jedi answerable to. Well, and that was the biggest. And in the later books, the now Legends books, that was the uh, another thing that became a big sticking point for the New Republic. And the later, the uh, I believe it was called the Galactic Alliance, was Luke wanting the Jedi to be independent and not answerable to anyone, and the Republic saying, "Well, they need oversight. Right? We need someone to, yeah." Like yeah, the Avengers, have, yeah, you, yeah. You can't just have these superpower, you know. But basically, yeah, you can't just have these superpowered beings the, running like, rampant. You know? Yeah, but in the old Republic, it was: are they answerable to the Chancellor or the answerable to the Senate? You know, who has the ultimate sway in saying where the, or even themselves? You know, there's many times when the Jedi council would say you know we don't agree with this decision we're doing something on our own right right so you know yeah uh right so so now it's funny like i always see a lot of times in, in the first two movies especially i see jedi taking on uh you know that they uh i it's it's like they um they take on different roles. Like in episode two, Obi-Wan took on the role of an investigator. Mm-hmm. You know, he was, he was basically a detective yeah. and he had to figure out what was going on. Now, maybe that wasn't something that was brought on upon him by, uh, by society that was brought on to him by the Jedi council, you know, and then moving ahead to the episode three, you know, they put, they assigned Anakin to the chancellor almost as a spy. So they were playing all these different roles. And I guess they just, they they basically, it's not that they were all like, you know, like, who's going to play the spy today? Who's going to be, it's just they filled in whatever needs they needed. Yeah, yeah. Right, so. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree there. You know, there were, that is very interesting. They kind of filled in wherever, whatever. So they were very multi-ta- multi-talented and multi, could multitask as to what, 
whatever needed to be done. Yeah, that's true. But um, but as far as like the Jedi itself, you know, you know the Jedi Order. Um, did we talk? I, I forget. Did we talk about the Jedi? We talked about the Sith. The, we talked the, about the Sith before. Okay. We haven't really talked about the Jedi. Um, but I think this will be a good time to kind of re-go over the Jedi Code so we can get yes. a good... I'm just looking that up right now. Oh, okay. Go ahead. All right. I got it. Okay. So the, there, here's the entire code. There is no light without the dark. Oh, wait a minute. This is the Sith Code. Hold on. No, 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 sorry. There is no light without the dark. Through passion, I gain focus. That's the, that's the Grey Jedi code. That's the Grey Jedi. Wait a minute. Where is it? Okay, here it is. Hold on. Uh, there okay. is... Oh, this one's written weird. Hold on. There is no... Hold on. I can there is it. no emotion. There is peace. Yes. There is sure. no... Oh man, I, I, I got, got it right here. Yeah, oh, I got it. Here it is. There is no emotion. There is peace. There is no ignorance. There is knowledge. There is no passion. There is serenity. There is no chaos. There is harmony. There is no death. There is the force. All right. So, you know, a very interesting code. Okay. Um, I do want to point out that want to point out one thing that is not on there that mm. I thought is interesting. There is no attachment. Isn't that like mm. the whole thing? Yeah. Now, I will say there is no passion. Certainly mm. could could tie yeah. into, they could tie into a romantic passion and then thereby from a, you know, which it leads to attachment. But anyway, um, I just thought that was interesting. But all right. Yeah. So, I mean, um, obvious. There's such. There is no emotion. There is peace. Sounds like a Vulcan thing. You know? Very, yeah, very much so. Very, yeah. You know, and 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 again, same thing. I mean, you could almost, you could almost, like with the first four, you could actually utilize them as a, a Vulcan code from Star Trek. Pretty no, much. There, yeah. No emotion. There's peace. No heart, ignorance. Well, there is and knowledge. You can see. You can almost. I can almost hear the Sith backlash about this, saying like. Well, if we're you know humor humanoid aliens with emotion, how can you say there's no emotion when we're all emotional beings? Right. You know, we're all right. we all have passions. We all have well and desires. And, and I would argue, or at least defend that statement, and just saying that don't let your emotions get you know you have emotions. Don't let those emotions get the better of you. Like you need to be at peace. And to be at peace helps, you know, to be at peace, it helps you to handle when emotions come in, you know, versus the system, you know, the, like, I remember the cut scene from episode one when uh, Anakin got in a fight with little Greedo and, you know, Qui-Gon walks up to him to break it up. And he basically says, um, you know, do you, do you reject? I mean, you know, like, why did, why are you, why are you fighting him? He said, because he said, I cheated. And he looked at the, the Greedo and he said, "Do you did you still think he cheated?" And he and Greedo said, "Yeah, I do." And, and he said, "So the violence you just brought upon him didn't change his mind." So mm. it's you know, and it just shows like you got to be at peace. Yeah, yeah. Um. So I mean, yeah, it's just a very straightforward code. Um. There is no death. There is the force. 
Right. Now, okay. I mean, we talked about this a while back, or yeah, last week or the week before, where, uh, you know, the, the Sith have always tried, had, had this, like, fascination with trying to um, live eternally, you know, live and never die, you know, and the whole Darth Plagueis tragedy and and then cloning that, that, that Palpatine did later on. But yet the Jedi, through releasing themselves to the Force, basically became Force ghosts and can be and can mm-hmm. can achieve eternal well, life. So you have, a, I mean, this is a, a quote from from uh, Yoda. Kind of gives you a, a sense of the Jedi view of death. Death is a natural part of life. Rejoice for those around you who have transformed into the Force. Mm-hmm. More, no, more, no, more them do not miss them do not. Attachment leads to jealousy, the shadow of greed, that is. Yep. So, That's it. Now, yeah. I always wonder, like, I always thought everything that he said about that was that mourn them do not, miss them do not. But, I, you know, I feel like maybe mourning them is okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I it's not I like... Mean, I, think I mean, with, yeah, I, with everything, with everything with the Jedi, it was moderation it was yes you can you can feel you can feel sad that they're gone but know that they're you know they've become they've they've gone to something more right there um i like there is no chaos there's harmony Mm -hmm. um that's always a, a a tough one again i think the chaos the passion the ignorance well chaos chaos passion and emotion you know those are just like Letting your letting those wild and angry feelings um, percolate and get out of control, you know, and and you know what, you know, we're living in a world today where, you know, I, I think a lot of people could benefit from, yeah, you know, saying this code because we get so many people get angry about the stupidest things mm. in every way, way and walk of life. You know, I think mm-hmm. that there's just a lot of pain in the world and people don't know how to. They don't know how to process it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that, as much as I know that the Jedi can be flawed, I do think that the idea of the Jedi, just particularly the first four of these, really work in real world yeah. living. You know what I mean? And as far as the fifth one, there is no death; there is the Force. Well, you know, I've always believed my own personal creed, if you will, is that you know I do believe that there's an energy that our each of our each of our bodies has some would call it a soul mm-hmm. that you know when we go when we die it goes off into something maybe heaven maybe eden maybe something else maybe it just becomes you know one with the rest of the with the rest of the people that pass away and other life forms when the life forms end and that yeah. life force if you will kind of joins with others and um, you know to me that doesn't scare me that actually seems very uh, peaceful you know, yeah, something that I yeah. I, I would I, not that I'm really in in a rush to find out about it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm perfectly willing to wait my turn, wait way long way in the future. But that's right. Uh, but it's it well, is an interesting thing, and I've always felt Star Wars kind of helped me see that, see mm-hmm. that kind of uh, possibility. So, well, let's let's look at some like some of the individual Jedi and just kind of so we get a sense of you know these di- who these people were, and let's start with Qui Gon Jinn. Uh, now this is going to be a, a, a in-depth look at each one. We're just going to give a kind of a brief overview and 
you know, kind of a, a skimming over. You know, we might go back and do more in-depth look at some of these characters, but okay. Wygon seemed to very be focused on he kept mentioning the living force. I feel like he, he was almost he was almost like a rogue Jedi in the sense that a little bit. He 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 thought about things in a very different way than a lot of his other Jedi compadres did. But yeah, he, he mentioned a lot about the living force. Being, and following know. the will of the force. Mm-hmm. And no matter where that led him, even yep. if it was to a place that the order was, you know, you know, was against. Right. Um, I mean, he was ready. He was ready to train. Well, I guess it was. I forget how that ended. Oh no, I guess he was not permitted to train Anakin, but he 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 kind of did still train him in terms of yeah. watch me and be mindful, you know. So he was he was a rebel, you know, even against I his think, own. I think, and I'm going to use the term that gets a lot of people upset. He was the closest that we've seen to a quote unquote gray Jedi, someone who maybe not necessarily used the dark side, but in the sense of. Like you said, he was he was he was a, a little bit of a rebel. He was a little bit you know more likely to, you know, not toe the company line, hook, mm-hmm. line, and sinker all the way. Which mm-hmm. is so interesting because his student was almost just the opposite. Obi Wan, he was, was company he, man. He was the Jedi's Jedi. He was yeah. Very, he was yeah, there very much, much so. Up until the very end, I mean, yep. very much, yeah, even even afterwards, you know, very much. Well, the jury's still out. We got to see that's how true. things go in a few in a few in a month. That's, yeah, so that's true. we'll that's have to true. wait and see. Because I'm sure that he's going to have a story be told about him that's going to, in some ways, surprise us. So yeah. we shall see. In fact, I mean, there are so many, you know, uh, episode one. You know, arguments between Obi Wan and Qui Gon, where Obi Wan saying, "Why don't you just do what they want you to do? Why don't you just, do, just if you would just follow the code, code. you'd uh-huh. be on the council, <laughs> you idiot!" What? <laughs> that was like a fun that, that after rewatching that scene, I think I think Qui Gon got like ticked off at him. He's like, yeah. you know, the council will decide his fate. That'll be enough for you. Get out of my sight. <laughs> No, uh, yeah, so that's Qui-Gon. Definitely more of a rebellious type of Jedi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, how about, uh, well, Obi-Wan. You know, we talked, we, about, Obi-Wan. We talked about Obi-Wan. How about uh, Yoda? Master Yoda. Um, I, I'm, I'm reminded of Bill Murray from, back, uh, from um, Groundhog Day when he mentioned, when he was finally trying to convince Addie McDowell that he's... <gasps> been living the same day over and over again and he was going around the diner and telling everybody's story you know mm-hmm. and they had and 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 in Addie McDonald's mind they had just gotten there so how could he know all this and then he said something like well maybe this is the way god is maybe he's just been around so long <laughs> he knows everything yeah. and i always thought that was funny like it is true that with age comes experience right and this jedi has gotten you know to our knowledge, with the exception of Maz Kanata, he has developed quite a bit of life experience that um, you couple that with his uh, mastery of the Force and his high midichlorian count. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would say he, you know, he's, he's somebody who is a Force, pardon the pun, to be reckoned with. Oh, definitely, definitely. 
but not without his own faults. Not at all. Not without his flaws. Um, I mean, you see that in the prequels. You know, he mm-hmm. was just as blind and uh, could be just as arrogant in his powers and his and his beliefs as any other Jedi. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I mean, again, it, it comes down to in order to have true drama and true storytelling, you have to have flaws be you know figured out and and improved upon mm-hmm. and you know and even in the end though even in even when he he kind of like you now there's a lot of arguments that he kind of gave Luke bad advice I'm talking about um when he was uh when he went when he when he uh wanted to leave and go face Vader um in Empire Strikes Back I mean that was one thing he didn't want him to go yet that wasn't bad advice but then the next time right before he died you know, for them to keep to keep, um, you know, to feel as though uh, he, he'd have to destroy Vader, you'd have to confront Vader. Although that was more Obi Wan that was saying you have to kill, you have to face him, and you yeah. know, well, but even even the, they were both even keeping keeping the knowledge of uh, Vader's true identity from Luke. Right, you could argue that was a bad, yep, bad decision, and not a good, you know. Right. So. Um, but you know he's still, ma- you know, master for a reason, and I think everybody calls him Master Yoda. They you know they don't all say, well, I guess they do say Master Plo Koon, Master this, Master that. But yeah. he was a true master. You know, he, he was, was grand like, master. He was the grand master. Yes. Yes. So that's Yoda. And of um, course, there was the other person who was considered to be the grand a grand master in his own right, not the same level. Uh, of course, I'm talking about. Master Windu, Mace Windu. Now, this is an interesting one because this is, in my mind, Mace embodied a lot of the things that were kind of wrong with the Jedi Order. This very, I mean, not that he wasn't a great Jedi and a very, you know, wise and powerful, but there was this distrust. There was this sort of dismissal of of thing especially with anakin you know if you watch the prequels he was very dismissive of anakin very distrustful of anakin uh thinking i know better i know better i'm a jedi i know better um right no i get that and uh yeah and i think that he and i think that you know whether it's by his own the character's initiative or that of the, the actor that played him mm-hmm. you know he was always he was trying to be kind of a little bit different kind of a little bit um you know he had his purple lightsaber he had to you know but he was but he did toe the line with yeah. you know on the Jedi council so well if um, you, and if you read any of the um do you read shatterpoint i have not Shatter- read shatterpoint Shatterpoint was an excellent book. Uh, I mean, again, now it's Legends, but um, one of the few uh, prequel novels, or I guess it, I guess it took place between one and two, or two and three. I can't remember, but yeah. um, it was it was an interesting story. So I, yeah. I recommend. Well, and you know, hearing about his, you know, his use of the Force was very close to the dark side. He very much towed that line, and his you know his lightsaber ability drew a lot on dark side ability and ability to harness the, that fear and that ang- and that but not be overwhelmed and taken over by it so he was right. very much a different type of jedi 
Um, to the point that in Legends, at least it's still Legends as, as I know, he would not teach people his form of lightsaber combat because it was yeah. so tied to the dark side. Right. That he right. feared that anyone who would you know use it would go over wouldn't have the the um, the ability to keep themselves from falling. They right. Have the right. Strength or the will. That happens a lot in Star Wars. I mean, especially in comics, like the Jedi, you know, studying and learning the dark side so they can understand it better, and then they end up getting pulled into it. You, you know, get pulled in. Well, that's like a lot of things. I mean, you you people try to study things because oh, I want to get, and then they get used, then they get pulled into it. I mean, that's right a real world you know thing in many ways. Um, yep. Well, and then I think I mean. Well, we got to talk about Luke. Oh, definitely Luke. And and, and with Luke, um, you know, let's, you know, he's obviously the Skywalker story has talked about. There's many different versions of Luke, but I'd say let's talk about the final Luke, the the Last Jedi, and Force Ghost, uh, um, Rise of Skywalker, Skywalker, and you know, I feel that, you know, of I kind of feel that 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 character has understood with the exception of maybe yoda has understood the jedi and it's for all of its its um you know ebbs and flows strengths and weaknesses Mm -hmm. than any other jedi because he understood he understood their failures as he talked about he understood their hubris he understood the ideas that they took with them and how they evolved from original formation to into something that he thought in some ways was out of touch yeah but at, then he also the same, looked, yeah oh, go ahead. i was gonna say but at the same time he still had a little bit of that hubris too you get you see that whenever the the he's talking with the force ghost yoda when the tree is on fire he said the sacred text what are we gonna do how are we gonna save this you know, I I agree, but I will say that I I have watched that scene many times, and it and it has occurred to me that really what was going on in there, in my interpretation of it, okay. is that he was trying to end his life mm-hmm. when when Ray showed up and he was sitting there in his formal white Jedi robes. Yeah, I think he was trying to end his life, mm-hmm. going to jump off the cliff. That was my thought, and then. He, put, he folded it up. He put it away. He said, okay, now's not the time. I've got this person here. And he, and he knew that this, there was going to have to be something done with her. And then when she left, the minute she left, he puts back on the outfit. He goes in to, to, to you know, with his little flame to, blow, to burn it all down. And then Yoda does it for him. But what does he do? He runs in. Now, I don't think he was – at first I thought he was running in to get the books. But no, I think he was running in to try to like finish off what he was going to do. I think he was trying to kill himself. Mm-hmm. I think he was trying to be and become and himself as the last Jedi before anything else could happen. And it was Yoda that kind of, you know, told you know told you told, you know told him what's for. And, and and I think he was kind of turning around like I can't believe like when Yoda did it, he was you know he was about to do it himself. But then Yoda just I can't believe you did that. The sacred Jedi text. Now, I, again, that could be totally off, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, but I feel as though, uh, yeah, that's his whole thing. It's time for the Jedi to end. But at the end of the day, Ray and Yoda 
were both able to have him come around. And then he used a very major force force power to help keep the rebellion alive, save Ray, save the save all the the, the survivors, and you know yeah. could become one with the force. Um, so I sometimes think I would like to think that that Luke was the greatest of all Jedi. Mm-hmm. You know, De- oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Now here's the question that has been bandied about: Was Luke the chosen one? I'm going to say no. Okay. I believe that Luke was the conduit that Vader needed for him to complete his chosen one mission, mission, which was to destroy the emperor and bring peace to the galaxy. Yeah. Which even though, and sacrifice himself in doing it because there was no way that Vader could have lived. That's how I interpret it. Yeah. I still believe that Anakin was the chosen one for that time frame okay mm-hmm. now one could argue is the chosen run one ray because mm. because the the uh and let's talk about ray you know here we have our our latest addition to the jedi um mythos okay and is ray a jedi yes yes so, at least so. yes ray is, is, is as the one who eventually destroyed with the help of all the jedi I am old the Jedi. Uh, she is the one who destroyed the Emperor for good and for true. Okay. However, you know, I do believe that Vader uh, did cripple the Emperor so much that they had about 40 years of peace. Yeah. Where the First Order kind of rose again. So. Um, now, what do you think about the. One of the, one of the theories about that whole prophecy was, you know, because the prophecy was he would bring balance to the Force. And the idea that the Jedi had become so so unwieldy and so large that there was no longer balance. Because uh, really, were they that large, though? The Jedi, th- I mean, thousands. There was thousands yeah, of Yeah, but Jedi. trillions of people in the, in the universe. True. Yeah, I mean, not 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 hundreds, not thousands, not millions, not billions, trillions upon trillions, maybe beyond trillions. Yeah, but so, if you look at it from the from thousands the, of Jedi seems kind of <laughs> yeah, but still compared to you know to Sith, you know, and well the Sith, but the, the Sith, well, that's the rule of two. Yeah. They there used to be many Sith, but then they all wanted to be the powerful ones, so they all like yeah. did you know did each other in, and then you know then then they came up with the rule of two. So but, so but, I mean, but if you look at the the um, the Eastern belief in yin and yang, where you have to have light, you can't have light without dark. You know, well, you know, balance now, like that, like you have to have everything in harmony, everything in balance. For the for the galaxy to work work correctly, so if there's any type of imbalance, you know where the light side overpowers the dark side so much, or the other way around where the dark side overpowers the light side so much, there has to be a counterbalance. I that's that's very true, you know, and I and I do think, but I don't know if that's something that formulates because the Jedi are too big in numbers. Yeah. I I think that that is more, you know, uh, I think it's more about the attitude of the Jedi than the actual physical number of Jedi that there are running around. Uh, and I also believe that the 
you know, the exist. I do believe that without the existence of the Sith, without the counterbalance to the Jedi, that there could be a false sense of balance when really yeah, what it here's is. Here's a question: Did, Were the were the Jedi gaining leaning closer and closer to the dark side at the end? Could you argue that things like arrogance, like um, that type of attitude, were were close to being dark side? Not necessarily that they went to the dark side, but that there were certain aspects of the Jedi character at the end, before the before Order sixty six, that were skirting very close to dark, you know, to to maybe not full on dark side, but that kind of gray area where it's like. Yeah, that could lead you down because arrogance can lead down to different, you know, you start getting too arrogant, you can start getting, that can lead you down a path too that could lead to possibly the dark side. Right. It's possible. It's possible, as Mark Hamill would say, you know, when, when you're trying to answer everything. But uh, I, I, uh, my, I have to, I'd have to ponder that some more. Okay. Uh, I don't. Yeah. I don't want to answer it right now. I'd have to ponder that one some more. So, do we have any other Jedi we want to talk about? Uh, um, I, mean, I mean, obviously, there's been the. I mean, one of the best things about the prequels was all the influx of Jedi. Yeah, but we didn't yeah. have to know them all individually. You know, we had Plo. Yeah, Kuhn, I mean, right? we got to know some of them through the Clone Wars. Yeah, the Rebels. Clone Wars was a great way to get to know some of them. Kit Fisto, yeah. Kit Fisto, Plo Koon. Um, those two um, especially, Sacy Tin, Eeth Koth. Or Eden, Eden Koth, Eden Koth. I can't remember. Yeah, the one that was like um, who was a Zabraf, like uh, or like uh, Darth Maul, but without the tattoos. Yeah, um, uh, Sakura. A- oh, I love Ayla Sakura. One of my favorites was from Rebels, uh, Kanan Jarrus. Mm-hmm. Caleb yep. Doom, Doom. Um, with just you know, um, Ahsoka Tano. Ahsoka. Oh, speaking of Clone Wars and Rebels, and oh, but at know. the end, she gave up her her claim to be. A She's Jedi. no Jedi. Correct. Yeah, I'm no Jedi. no Jedi. Well, I but I think that she showed the Jedi their flaws even more Definitely. so. Than, yeah, than even Ru- yeah, even did, so. you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I find I thought it was so interesting that the two of them were having a scene together in in mm-hmm. Book of Boba Fett of all things. Um because I thought to myself, now these two probably have a lot to talk about. Oh, I can imagine yeah. the stories that they would tell like Luke, fi- you know, Luke finding out, like, okay, what was my dad really like? What was he really? What was it like to be with my dad when my dad was was still Anakin? And then, you know, Ahsoka finding out that in the end, Anakin came back to the light side. That had to be just such a. That's something I want to see, whether it's in print or in comic book form or on screen somewhere. Yeah, is Luke is then telling that, telling stories. You know, I would just be. Yeah, I, I no. watch a whole series of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I watch a whole series of Luke and Luke and Ahsoka just talking. Right, and I think that yeah, just conversations with Luke and Ahsoka. Okay. Like like inside the inside the Jedi and and not Jedi studio. All right, so uh, yeah, but that you know this we've seen a lot of them, and I think the rest of them, I think we can say, uh, you know, are more relegated to. Kind of background duty, but um, but yeah, there's been a there's been quite a few uh, different styles of Jedi, different looks mm-hmm. of Jedi. One of the things I also loved about the books, that, and I'm not a book reader. It's funny, I'm talking a lot about the books. I don't read the books very often, but I've, I've just books and comics. I've kind of what I have come across 
um, is how they opened your mind to other ideas. Like, in, and remember, in, and I don't remember any of the books. I don't remember any of the titles or comics or whatever. But there were some that I remember that, like, one character was a sentient tree that mm. was force sensitive, which I thought that would have been pretty cool to see, yeah. you know, or um, or other kind of you know quadruped kind of animals and things of that mm. nature that, but might have you know, cognitive Work. abilities that could also do that. So I, I don't know. I think that's kind of fun, but uh, to, to, uh, to picture, and I hope that we can someday see, you know, that yeah. those, their stories told uh, in live action. But, definitely, definitely. Uh, okay. So any other final thoughts uh, on it? I'm, I mean, I mean, obviously you don't, without the Jedi, you don't really have star Wars. I mean, they're just such a, a central, they are the central plot point of Star Wars. You know, as far as a group is the Jet are, are the Jedi. They're just so integral to every aspect of the story. Um, Absolutely. You don't Absolutely. have you don't have story. You don't have without the Jedi. You don't have Star Wars. I feel like the Jedi provide that just that little bit of mysticism, mm-hmm. that little bit of magic, if you will. Okay, that um, they just provide that little part of the story that you don't necessarily need to know how they did it. Mm-hmm. It was just a, a, a it was it was a, a miracle, um, something of that nature. But yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. And I think that they're a great additive to not only the Star Wars universe having be really be Star Wars, but also just to storytelling in general. You know, I mean, and I and I I look forward to, and I hope we will see more Jedi in new media and new storytelling, uh, whether they're continued adventures of ones we know or new adventures of new Jedi to see where this can go. Because again, uh, one last thing, I want to jump back to Rogue One and, and also to Force Awakens. Um, at the very beginning of Force Awakens, there was that kind of village that mm-hmm. Laura Santesca was on. Santesca, I think it was. Um, and he was not a Jedi, but he seemed to be somebody who he, he and that whole crew of people there were kind of like those who worshipped the Jedi or worshipped the Force or something of that nature, which I've thought I'd like to see a little more of that. I'd like to see a little more of how that would work. And again, mm-hmm. Rogue One with Chariot and uh, Bays as the Guardians of the Wills. I think that there's a there's a lot of ants, you yeah. know, really interesting. Uh, conversation that can be had with that. We just got a taste of it. You know what I mean? Definitely. So I'm looking forward to seeing where we can go from there. Maybe we, maybe someday we can have a, a revisit of this conversation with, you know, further knowledge of what, what it means to be yeah. a Jedi. In fact, I always thought that Jedha, the planet of Jedha, mm. what, or the city of Jedha, whatever, was uh, called that because of the Jedi. So, mm. Interesting. All, well, this has been a, a fun, fun discussion. Um, look forward to many more like it. Uh, before we go, Will, why don't you tell the people out there where they can find you at? Okay, well, I basically live on YouTube. That's my home. Uh, I have a channel, Darth Tuba Star Wars Unboxing Show, and it's basically a Star Wars collecting channel. And uh, late re- recently, we've been doing a lot of uh, sideshow collectibles retrospective, going back to some of the earliest releases of star Wars figures and kind of just doing reviews of them. And, uh, but you know, 
there'll be new product coming in and we'll be talking about that. And I have an upcoming trip to Galaxy's Edge that I'll be excited to uh, to do. And you can reach me, look for me on Instagram and Twitter at Darth Tuba, Darth Tuba Stars Unboxing page on Facebook. And you can email me DarthTuba77 at gmail.com. Nice. Uh, well, as for us, of course, if you want to email us, you can do so at War of the Stars one at gmail.com. That is the best way to get a hold of us. Or our Twitter handle is the same thing at War of the Stars one. You can also visit our Facebook page. Just search War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Uh, look for our cool logo. If you are online, if you're right now, you can see it. War of the Stars. Uh, you can also go to our Spreadshirt store, spreadshirt.com forward slash shop forward slash war dash of dash the dash stars dash. Um, uh, uh, that's one good way to actually support the show, or you can go to patreon.com forward slash war of the stars. Of course, as always, we are a proud member of the Red Five Network. Go to red5network.com for all the information. And all the shows on the Red Five Network. Uh, as that will do it for this week. As always, remember this isn't just my Star Wars. This isn't just your Star Wars. This is our Star Wars. Until next time, may the Force be with you. Tilt the spire, everyone. <laughs>